not type 2 diabetes. It's not type 1 diabetes. It's just specifically diabetes in pregnancy. And it's caused by placental hormones. And, um, you know, there are other risk factors, which we can discuss. But anyone that has a placenta, which is anybody who's pregnant, has <laughs> mm-hmm. gestational diabetes. Which Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama in 30, where we are all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health, infertility, mom guilt, and the craziness that comes with raising a family. Get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's work to embrace the messy together. Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. We are back. Right back. Hello. <laughs> hey, hey, here we are. We took a little, <laughs> took a little sabbatical as we, you knew we were gonna, going to. Things happen. Mom life. Yes. Mom life is For real. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we're going to try to be better about consistently doing these. Um, maybe not every other Monday like it was, but <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting, we're getting there yeah. slowly, but surely. We're so getting thank, good you. <laughs> thank you for sticking with us. For sure. Uh, well, this next episode, um, some awesome information. We sat down yeah. with Leslie, who is, um, she's a registered dietitian who specializes in gestational diabetes. Um, Really cool. So, I mean, she's just friendly, friendly, mm-hmm. super energetic, great information. She's from the Midwest. That's why. I mean, she's from the Midwest. How <laughs> yeah. And honestly, you know, we have a lot of mamas come to us who have been diagnosed with gestational diabetes and they're super nervous about it. And while it's something, you know, we could help navigate, it's not my area or Carrie's area of expertise. So we definitely like to refer people to people like Leslie. Um, And she just is a wealth of knowledge on this subject. And she has just tons of great information and helps so many women. And I just really appreciate what she does. So we really think that you're going to enjoy this episode. And if you or yourself know someone, you know, who has been recently diagnosed or maybe you've been diagnosed, then definitely stay tuned and, and listen in. Cause it's a good one for sure. And we've linked all of her stuff at the end. So at the end you can, um, find her Instagram handle and reach out to her with any questions you have, mm-hmm. but that's it. So we hope you enjoy it and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Leslie, welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for agreeing to chat with us a little bit. Of course. We just all realized as we were chatting that we live extremely close. (laughs) Leslie's in Dayton, Ohio. (laughs) I'm in Mason. We're like down the street from each other. We're neighbors. I know. We both have pets named Nico. Yeah, I know. Dustin. It's crazy. Leslie, my mom's name is Leslie. So... (laughs) So there's wild. a lot of there's a lot of um, common things occurring here. <laughs> it is. We should all have a coffee date. We'll meet up. I yes. would love that. We should. That would be a lot of fun. Yes. Well, sweet. Well, before we jump into our topic, if you wouldn't mind, Leslie, just kind of tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, interests, hobbies, whatever you want to include. Yeah. So I am a mom of two boys, hashtag boy mom. (laughs) Um, And they keep me really busy. They are, my oldest is going to be 12 next week and my youngest is seven. So they keep me on my toes. Um, I love 
being outside. So, you know, you both know winter is cold where we are. Yes. (laughs) So I love being outside and hiking and traveling and just staying really active. But as they're getting older and into sports, I found who knew that I like to (laughs) really watch them play sports. Um, But anything, I mean, like a family game night, we just like to be together and hang out. Um, yeah, so I, I, I just love hanging with my family and, um, I, I love working with pregnant moms. That's what I've been doing for eight and a half years since I became a dietitian. And, um, those are really my big passions. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely feel you on the getting outside. I'm so ready for it to consistently be warm and sunny again. I think we all could use that. Yes. <laughs> we got, we got a little tease with some warm weather earlier back to cold. <laughs> I know. So for those of you like in California, you're super lucky. (laughs) I'm so jealous. I am too. Um, Well, we think it's awesome, you know, what you do and, you know, your platform online and, you know, talking about gestational diabetes. I feel like this is something that to me just isn't really discussed that much. Um, You know, if you get the diagnosis, it's like that's when you start looking into it. But I feel like a lot of women you know, don't really know exactly what it is. So can you just kind of talk a little bit about what is gestational diabetes? And then maybe just a little bit about like, can it affect the health of the mom, the baby, just so we kind of know, you know, a little bit more about it? Yeah, I think you're so right. Um, You hit the nail on the head. It's like, we don't know about it until we need to know about it. And then it's, Mm -hmm. it's like women feel like they're in like a pressure cooker, because you have to figure it out right now. It's, you know, I always tell my clients it's different than getting diagnosed with type 2 diabetes in that it's just you and you have time to mm-hmm. figure it out and you have time to trial and error. But in pregnancy, you know, it can affect the baby and doctors are very um, swift to move on to the next, you know, treatment method if, if blood sugars are coming down. So there's a lot of pressure. Um, but with that being said, gestational diabetes is basically insulin resistance or um, another way to explain that is just that your insulin's working a little bit slower. It's not working properly to move your blood sugars out of your bloodstream quick enough. And that is just during pregnancy. So it's not type 2 diabetes. It's not type 1 diabetes. It's just specifically diabetes in pregnancy. And it's caused by placental hormones. And, um, you know, there are other risk factors, which we can discuss. But anyone that has a placenta, which is anybody who's pregnant, (laughs) has gestational diabetes. Which, you know, that's, I mean, and that, I think that fact right in its right there Mm -hmm. needs to be more wide known because I feel like everyone just thinks it's, and this is, I mean, it is, it's like almost this judgmental, yeah. everyone has like, so it's such a judgy term where everyone's like, oh, mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. gestational diabetes, you must not be healthy. And it's right. like, that's not, you know, no one's educated on it. So it is becomes this like taboo or this judgy statement. Right. I wish, like you said, you know, I wish we kind of nipped it in the bud at the doctor's office, like maybe yeah. the first prenatal appointment. We just say here, this is the screenings that you're going to have in pregnancy and cover it all. But maybe there's just like an, more education about gestational diabetes. So it's not scary once you are diagnosed, if you're diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot more education, I think, needs to be done um, up front. And I I don't think women would be as scared once they realize like, oh, I can have a completely healthy, normal, enjoyable pregnancy (laughs) with gestational diabetes. Mm -hmm. What are, 
I know we mentioned we might talk about some of the risk factors, but Mm -hmm. if let's just say someone is diagnosed with gestational diabetes, like can that like affect the health of, of the mom, obviously the baby, like what is something they should kind of look out for? Yeah. So for mom, it does increase their risk to have higher blood pressure as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it also poses the risk for mom to be diagnosed with type two diabetes later in life. Um, it's like a, it's kind of crazy. There needs to be more research done in gestational diabetes, just period. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what the research I've seen is anywhere from 30 to 70% likely to develop it later. And I'm like, that's kind of a very wide range. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty broad. Yeah. uh, Can we narrow that down a little bit? But, um, (laughs) so those are the main risks to mom, um, for baby, if mom's blood sugars are high and we can't get them down, the baby um, can be born bigger. So it's called macrosomia. And really the thing to worry about with that is their shoulder size. Um, they will have more fat deposits around their shoulder. And so it makes it can make it difficult for them to be delivered vaginally. Ouch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Any baby's getting stuck. <laughs> yeah. So that is a worry. Um, and then also if mom's blood sugars are high and uncontrolled, that baby can be born with low blood sugars actually. And that can be, that can range. I mean, that's on kind of a, um, a varying grade of like severe versus just minor, but that is something to look out for. And then also they can have breathing issues too. So that's usually, I've seen that in, you know, um, cases where mom was uncontrolled during pregnancy. It's not as frequent that I see things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also, I mean, stillbirth can happen as well, but I think those are more rare cases Mm -hmm. that I've seen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely needs to be taken seriously. Um, But I do feel like we shouldn't lead with fear. (laughs) Yeah. Lead with education and um, just explaining things in a kind of a neutral way. And I feel like that's kind of all things pregnancy, right? Like I feel like Mm -hmm. it's so everything leads with fear when you become pregnant. It's like, oh, I, you know, can't eat this. I can't do that. I can't. It's there's so much like can't yeah. that you get, you know, first, right when you become pregnant, it's like hits you in the face. So it's like, I like how you're, you're talking about like, let's not lead with fear. Let's lead with education first and then go from there. Yes. Yeah. And I feel the same way just kind of in the whole nutrition world too. I mean, a lot oh, of for sure. food is like, well, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't. And it's like, well, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about what we can do first. Because you, uh, you can do a lot actually, you know, and yeah. I, I just, I hate these rules for the sake of rules, I guess. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, yeah. It's like they treat it like with a, like a disability. Like the yes. alien are all about like, you know, everyone's like, don't do this. Don't strength train. Don't. It's like, yes, you should. And it's a beneficial. Yes. Yeah. It's just, I know it's, it's just education, honestly, yeah. which is why mm-hmm. we love having people like you on and, you know, do this podcast because we want to try to make it you know, more known and make women not as scared. So again, we appreciate being on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that same line, then what would you say, um, what puts a woman, a woman at risk for developing gestational diabetes, diabetes? Yeah. So being over the age of 25, which is shocking to me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 25. That's so young. I know, right? (laughs) Wow. Um, It's because we all, all of us, whether 
you know, all of us get more insulin resistant as we age, right? Like type two yeah. diabetes used, used to be just like um, a, a disease state that we had when we were older. Um, now we see it younger, but as you age, your insulin just kind of starts to move a little bit more slow. Um, having more fatty tissue is a, is a risk factor because um, fatty tissue also slows down insulin and ethnicity. So African-American, Asian, Pacific Islander, uh, those, they have more of a risk to develop gestational diabetes. Um, if you have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome and is often um, marked with insulin resistance. So if you have that going into pregnancy and you have slower insulin due to PCOS, then it's a pretty high likelihood that you're going to have to struggle with the placental hormones too. Interesting. Um, yeah. Family history. So if anyone in the family, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, sister has type two diabetes, then there's a chance that you too may have slower insulin. Um, and then a previous gestational diabetes pregnancy, or even just a, maybe it wasn't diagnosed, but a previous large baby, th those would put you at risk to have um, gestational diabetes as well. Interesting. Yeah. So kind of counter to that, are, is there anything like, say you do have a family history and you know this, you were lucky you know, enough to know that. Uh -huh. uh, is there anything you can do to prevent it? I know you said earlier, you know, if anyone who has a placenta, which is every pregnant woman, um, you know, it can happen. But if you do have a family history or any of those kind of risk factors, is there anything that can be done to prevent it possibly? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I never hate, I, I hate to say yes or no specifically because everyone mm -hmm. is so different. And I think of what course. I recommend if you know some of these things about your, your family history or your own health history is to really start with balanced nutrition and exercise and, you know, stress reduction and good sleep quality to start with all of these things that we have control over. Mm hmm early, as early as you can, like as soon as you're pregnant or before you're pregnant, ideally. Um, and we can never control your genetics or exactly what, how your hormone levels are going to be and how your blood sugars are going to be. But if you can get con good control of those other things, like balancing nutrition and not going on keto and doing all of this stuff, I think that would be super helpful in preventing it. Or if it can't be prevented, keeping it to like a mild case. Okay, great. Yeah. So what would you recommend? Let's say someone does, you know, go to the doctor, they are, do get diagnosed with gestational diabetes. What do you recommend kind of the first thing someone should do when that occurs? I recommend getting a good meter and a good dietitian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amen. <Yep. laughs> um, I, I would say, you know, it is overwhelming to get that diagnosis. And I think mm -hmm. having emotions and feelings and, and going through that is totally fair and you're allowed to do that. Um, I guess my biggest thing would be just try not to stress too much about it because you can have a healthy pregnancy. So getting balanced nutrition sooner rather than later is super helpful. And getting like a dietitian's eyes just an advice on what you are doing, I think can help give so many moms like peace of mind too. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Are they I agree. Oh, go ahead, Bay. Oh, I was just going to say, I agree. I feel like, especially if you don't know much about gestational diabetes and then, you know, you get 
you go to the doctor and they tell you that you have it, it would be super overwhelming because I'm sure, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but there's just, you feel like you have to just, you're out of control almost. So it's, I can definitely understand where that would be so overwhelming. And honestly, just like going straight to the source of someone who knows what they're doing, like you or, you know, any other gestational diabetes dietitian or someone who focuses in on that, I think would just save so much stress. Yeah. It, I think it really does. I mean, I think a lot of us as women carrying babies in pregnancy tend to take on the blame of things like that too. So it's like, it's my fault and I don't want to hurt the baby. And it's just, it's a big emotional um, experience. And it, I understand why, why someone would feel overwhelmed, but yeah, I think to have someone kind of in your corner, helping you advocate for yourself, giving you education and like a neutral non- fear-based way mm-hmm. helps relieve so much stress, which guess what helps relieve or lower blood sugars, you know? Yeah. yeah. Are they pretty good about like, are, is your, are OBs pretty good of once you di- have that diagnosis of giving them the resources or like the referrals, like for instance, to someone like you? It's really hit and miss. I mean, yeah. I used to work um, here in the Dayton area for a maternal fetal medicine office, for a doctor's office, which is a high-risk OB office. Mm-hmm. Um, so every person that was diagnosed in this area in that like medical system was had to come see me. Um, but again, some some women I talk to are in rural areas and they don't mm-hmm. have these offices. And um, it, it really is hit or miss whether they get to talk to a dietitian or not. Wow. That's, um, yeah. yeah. You think it would just be so like instant, like, okay, yeah. you know, diagnosed with gestational diabetes, here is this resource, this dietitian. And I feel like a lot of times it's just like, here's a pamphlet, go home yes. and read it. Yeah. And then you're like, if you've never, you know, some people, they're not really familiar with, you know, the nutritional background of someone like yourself or a dietitian. So it can be really confusing. So you think it would be much better than it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, doctors know a lot. I mean, they are experts in all kinds of things and they're smart people. They don't have the nutrition background that a dietitian. So they oftentimes, you know, they don't have time probably because they have a lot of patients and they might not have the nutrition knowledge to educate every patient. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure you get that referral to a dietitian or if there's not one in your area or with your doctor's office, seeking one out because, even just one time is yeah is better than nothing for sure yeah cuz you're like you said it's always the list of like avoid these foods <laughs> yes and then like how am i supposed to make that work in real life yeah exactly yeah do you know and this is kind of just an off the cusp question but question but do you know if like let's say someone is diagnosed and they do you know go see a dietitian is that typically covered under health insurance I'm sure it's probably so different depending on. I think it is just so different. Um, where I yeah. at in the maternal fetal medicine office, I believe it was. Their appointment was, okay. was covered. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was just curious. Yep. Well, on that same note then, so we were just talking about the resources that aren't helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what types of resources, do, you know, services, resources do you provide to women who have gestational diabetes? Yeah. So I have a coaching program called the Better Blood Sugar Method, and I 
I built it to be super supportive because in the doctor's office, I saw that that was not happening. So um, I review weekly food logs for all for my clients. Um, And what that looks like is like they will put in what they ate for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and then their corresponding blood sugars. Um, And it's in a shared document that I can go in and make comments on like, okay, we need more protein here, or you need more fiber here, or you're not having enough carb here. Um, And I can really see patterns. It's honestly the best tool between my clients and I, but I also check in with them every single day inside of a private Facebook group for just any questions that come up. I give them sample meal plans, snack ideas, recipes, really anything they need. Like there have been some moms like we want a resource list of, you know, how our partners can help or what should we be asking our OBs? And so I just, I, I just create the resource because I want the education to be there, whatever someone needs or struggling with, I, you know, definitely want to meet them where they are. That's that. awesome. And it's like, yeah, it's like tangible resources. They can just actionable. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the thing. Like what just we said, you get a list of all these no's and it's like, what do you do with that? But like right. with you, that sounds amazing. Like even with helping with meal plans, like I know, you know, having something to start with, like, all right, just give me some options. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a super strict um, dietitian, which I obviously probably know if you see my Instagram, but I want, <laughs> I want people, you know, everyone varies. Everyone eats differently. Everyone mm-hmm. um, has different, like someone might have a really busy lifestyle where they have to grab fast food and someone else might make all their meals from scratch. So I don't make anybody follow anything strictly, but just saying like, okay, you want to go out to eat? Well, let's think about this. And this is how you would pair a meal from Chick-fil-A or, okay, you cook at home. This is how you would pair a meal from home. And so just giving those ideas so they feel confident to do it on their own. Well, yeah, and I feel like that's so much more realistic and going to help them so much better by meeting their lifestyle, right? Like if it's something that's completely 180 different, then more than likely it's going to be more challenging to keep up with, which is then probably going to make, you know, the gestational diabetes not as well controlled. So I, it makes sense that you would do that. And I love that. I think that's so important. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's very helpful because again, you're like you said, people want attainable things, real life um, examples of what to do, not just like, oh, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, and it, it allows them to live their life. Yeah, like you don't have to be locked at home cooking your own. You know, everything everything doesn't have to be cooked from your own two hands to right. manage. It. Yeah. Right. You don't have to go out and turn the butter and like, because <laughs> I know I've been pregnant and it's like, I don't want any pregnant mom to feel like this time is like a drag and it's yes. not fun and they're miserable the whole time. This should be a, a special time in your life. And I want you to remember your baby shower if you have the cupcake or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. I think that's so important. Yeah. Well, this has been so informative. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. I feel like so many people are going to benefit from this. And um, yeah, I just, we love what you're doing and everything that you're doing on social media too. You know, that's a lot of free information that you're giving and educating people, which we think is great. So keep up the good work for sure. Thank you. Yeah, it's so nice to connect with you. And thank you for having me. No problem. And we have one more question. Every question that we ask our... um, 
our guests, it's uh, obviously it has nothing to do with gestational diabetes, <laughs> but it's, it's a fun one. Um, what is one messy mom moment or moment that you can think of? And if you can't think of one, how do you recommend moms embrace the messy in their lives? Yeah, I, I would tell you my life is mom mess all every day, all day, <laughs> <laughs> especially hashtag boy mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just a different day, different challenge. And I feel like, you know, running a business and being a mom and staying home and just doing all the things, there's bound to be chaos and just like upheaval all the time. So, I mean, I think the biggest recommendation I would have, um, especially for new moms or pregnant moms, is to find time to take care of yourself, whether that's, you know, therapy or meditation or just taking a, a break and watching a movie. Um, um, listening to a podcast. I love mm-hmm. podcasts. Um, just, yeah, really, really starting to to pay attention to your mental health because that's important too. Yes. yes. Love that. We yeah. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Yes. Um, so Leslie, where can our listeners find you or contact you? You can find me on Instagram at gestational diabetes nutrition. And anytime you send me a DM, I will respond. Um, and I'm very active over there. Awesome. You have great reels, by the way. Like, no, they are so good. I love them. You're, you're cranking out so much free content and great content. I'm like, this girl is doing the work. I agree. Well, we thank love it. you. Yeah, reels are funny. At first, I was a little like, oh, gosh, I have to make a reel. But now I'm, I'm into the groove. Yeah, it's a little less intimidating the more you do it. And that's like with anything, right? Yeah. Exactly. Ba- Bailey had to bring me around on the reels. I did. I did. I had to. Get Carrie on board, but I you've done so much better with it. Thanks. I'm working. I'm working. You're learning. <laughs> I am. It is. I mean, for me, like I'm a older mom here. It's like a learning curve, but I think I'm figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> it's constantly evolving, right? And we're all just trying to keep up. It is. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Well, like I said, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. And for all of you listening, if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, embrace the messy and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, mamas. Bye. Bye.